0: For the first time in 26 years, the Florida Panthers win a playoff series. On this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, I have the guys from pantherparkway.com to discuss this four to three overtime win over the Washington Capitals to clinch not only the game, but the series for the Florida Panthers. Like I said, as they advance, for the first time since June 1st, 1996. 26 years in the making. Let's do this.
1: Your Locked On Panthers. Your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: And hey, welcome to this bonus Friday night, post-game edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondayMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe and listen to the Lockdown NHL and Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. where they will be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Cats fans, I have a question for all of you. How are you feeling? Because I feel good. I feel real good, man. Generations of fans, including myself, including some of you have dealt with so much heartbreak rumors about this team possibly moving to now this brought a new coach, even though he's not here anymore. Brought in a new GM who now complemented everything from the core three of Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad. And now this team has this franchise for the first time since June 1st, 1996. They have won a playoff series. And it's a celebration here on Locked On Panthers and for the guys at Panther Parkway. And speaking of, let me bring in the guys into the show to discuss how we're feeling about all of this and it's voices that you guys have heard many times on the show Nick Fairbanks Fairbanks of Fairbanks Friday and Jake Jacob wine' from winenss Wednesdays on the show gentlemen how are you feeling
1: I have to say that after many years of torment teasing and just overall heartbreak feeling elated this evening and uh, i'll pass it off to jacob
2: yeah it's been a long time coming um it's something that i haven't done in my lifetime uh, i'm going on 22 years old it's been 26 years since they last did this so um and just to give you an idea of how long this has been uh, like you said armando it's been generations last time the panthers won a playoff series my mom was working in the panthers media department and now I am, (laughs) and it's um, it's it's been a long, been a real long time. Um, So yeah, that predates me. So this is this is big time.
0: Yeah, and then the when you think about as well the arena that they play in, not a playoff series win there neither. Um, Relocating there in the early night, excuse me, late nineties, and of course the relocation rumors like i said at the top and just and i was just talking about this with nick pre-recording that when the florida panthers lost to the new jersey devils in game 7 i was still a little new to my fandom of the lo- of, of, of the florida panthers so i didn't really feel too emotionally hurt at the time when the panthers lost that game 7 I was very heartbroken from the Trotrek-Wish trip game. And that was my real big sense of heartbreak as a, as a Panthers fan. And, of course, you think about the Bugner years where they had all those games in hand. They Their last game of the season was that snowstorm makeup game against the Boston Bruins that meant nothing. But still, with all those points, they felt they set the record for the team that had the most points that had never made the postseason at the time. And you bring in Q, like I even though he's not here anymore. Bring in a new GM, though Dale Talon did a great job drafting the core three. It, of course, it's a it's a lot easier when you have three top three picks. Of course, but complementing the pieces of the core three, bring in Giroux, Claude Giroux, a captain who's been to a Stanley Cup final. Bring in Patrick Hornquist, a two time Stanley Cup champion. And we saw in this series the the hate that still exists between Patrick Hornquist and the Washington Capitals. Bring a bring in a guy who went to a Stanley Cup final just last year in Ben Sherratt, A guy who only played eight playoff games with the Tampa Bay Lightning in a role playing role with Carter Hagee. And he was the MVP of this series. Look at everything that he's look at everything that Bill Zito has done to build a winner. And I just think about all the even the interviews after post trade deadline when talking about the players of Ben Sherat and Claude Drew and how enthusiastic Bill Zito was to acquire these guys and his belief that's the key word in this team that they could make a run all the way. Even though it's only one round and seeing that we said it, we said it, that you went around and now the momentum can really begin for the the Panthers because they did this with allowing six power play goals and going over 18 in this series, just Incredible how they've been able to do this, especially even strength. So what a team. What a team, gentlemen. And I couldn't be I couldn't be more proud to call myself a Panthers fan after after a night like this. I'll start with Jacob.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um I, I wanna first address the the trade deadline acquisitions. Um Claude Giroux, we, we paid a high price for him giving up one of our top young players and Owen Tippett, but um the the guy showed his value in this playoff series um he's like at game one he gets a goal he gets on the board right away um game five scores the a huge goal to put that one away Uh, and then tonight was was his best game as a panther um it's two two massive assists including the game winning assist to Carter over scores a huge goal to tie the game in the third period that is what you got him for um Ben Chirac was huge as a penalty killer. Um, he slotted in very nicely next to Ekblad as a as a defensive D on that on that top pair, and it allows Forsling and Weger to to pair back up, and they were fantastic. Um, so both of those big acquisitions from the trade deadline have really really um, carried their weight so far. Uh, and and props to to Chirot in particular tonight, uh, along with Aaron Ekblad, clearly playing injured after that first period. Um, Sherratt, Sherratt's injury looked per, uh, particularly uh, concerning. Uh, I didn't think he was coming back into that game, but but he gutted it out and, and he played a huge part in this win. Um, so yeah, it, the the trade deadline work from Zito this year was masterful. Uh, it's it's really paid off. And like you said, uh, you start building that momentum, they it, it can carry you a long way. So uh, the, the second round is gonna be, I've said, I've said this whole time, the second round is gonna be the hardest round of this playoffs um they they're riding high right now so it's going to be it's going to be some fun exciting hockey
1: i you know i go back to the 2012 you know playoff series where you know it's a back and forth uh struggle between the Florida Panthers and the New Jersey Devils and every game is just you know they're scoring three goals and then the other team's gonna come back and score four goals And there were some similarities between that playoff uh, team and this one where, you know, it didn't matter what the score was going to be. The team that was trailing was going to come back. And all the experts said that Florida could not play this style. And they did have to change, but guess what? Comeback cats, cardiac cats came through. And I think they really proved to the league that they're for real. Um, you know, you got to give your, your head off to Bill Zito for putting this together. He didn't blow up the team. Um, there, there was, you know, some talk, uh, maybe amongst us that maybe, you know, you have to part with one of the core players to kind of change and reshape the team, but he didn't do that. He, he kept the team together, kept the core together and was able to complement them and, what a finding, Carter for Hagee. You know, I, I I want to call him uh, Con Hagee right now because he's got to be the Con Smythe favorite right now, even after the first round. Uh, Twelve points. Um, some guys don't even get that in you know their whole lifetime of playing hockey, uh, getting into the playoffs, and he was let alone. He was able to do that in a round. He's also scored the last three game winners um, of the game, so two and OT, and then obviously the uh, last game. Uh, it just shows you how much depth and that not every player it has to be a superstar in order to make an impact. Um, so definitely hats off to that. And then um, Andrew Burnett, there was a lot of questions coming in if he was going to be able to steer the ship and definitely after game five, you can see that the team was different. The team was going to play different and that the lines were going to be what they should have been. The defense was going to be what it needed to be. They understood how they had to play. And after this series, now I think the team really understands what it's going to take to get to the next round and actually play playoff hockey. Um, they're not going to score six or seven goals, which is fine. But guess what? We're going to prove the the experts wrong, and they're going to win these three two games or two to one games. Um, and you know, we said it on the play on the uh, podcast earlier this morning. Sergei Bobrovsky was probably, if it wasn't for Carter Verhaeghe, he was probably the best player in that series,
0: no doubt. And uh, and with the, with the Panthers and their and how they've been able to come back all season, I was just looking while Nick was talking. I was looking at every single, like, kind of doing a quick check of. How many times the team has scored first one in this series? That's only happened in games one and two. The it, <laughs> only games one and two that the first team that scored won the game. It was, um, and after, once game three happened, the team that that, that scored the fir- first goal lost, of course, game three, Huberdeau has that shot from the left circle. They, they the tires blow off of the Panthers the rest of the way. And then the Panthers go on to win three straight after Washington scores Uh first in every single one of those and this is also with TJ Oshie public I call him I jokingly say public enemy number one for the Florida Panthers after that hit on Sam Bennett he's he scored he he was like he was the Washington Capitals MVP as well and the Panthers the fact that they were able to contain Alexander Ovechkin of course there's that shoulder injury for Alexander Ovechkin during towards the end of the season. But still, the fact that they were able to contain Ovi as well. And of course, there, there was those questions for the Capitals in net. But still, the Florida Panthers found a way. In this game specifically, the Capitals were living in the slot for of the Panthers. The Panthers on the power play they were having a hard time they were ha- taking so many outside shots that the Washington Capitals had an opportunity to block and not putting so much pressure on Samsonov but the Panthers even strength my goodness <laughs> probably probably the best team in the league at even strength uh and that's a that man th- this team just finds finds a way and winning playoff series is about even strength, how you play even strength. So it begs the question, it's something that Tom kind of, uh, said in the, in the chat, in our chat, I'm going to use less colorful language on the, on the, on the podcast, <laughs> but let's ask this question. Um, I'll start with Nick, Are power plays overrated.
1: No. They are not overrated. I just think that there's a uh, unfortunate amount of um, puck luck that goes into it. And unfortunately, the Panthers did not have it in this series. Um, what was lucky and what was uh, not, I guess, in a way that helped the Panthers is a lot of the calls that happened in this series um, were even calls um, as far as like doing four on fours. I was complaining about it early in the series. Um My big issue was is that uh, they would call retaliation on one of the teams and then wouldn't call it on the other side. So Florida was getting tagged on most of those, but I think what had helped uh, the Florida Panthers is that when it was called on both teams and they took two players to the box uh, and it opened up for four and four, it allowed the Panthers to actually play their speed and transition game because you know what? The Capitals couldn't keep up with that. They couldn't play their one, three, one or their trap game. And if anything, it allowed them the ability to kind of really start breaking through and uh, kind of wear Washington out. But um, I believe Florida got lucky the fact that they went over 18. Um, take this against a team like Tampa or, you know, let's say down the road, whether it's going to be Pittsburgh, New York, um, you know, any of those teams, you're not going to be able to do that. You're, you're going to have to take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you.
2: I agree 100%. Um, you're not going to win many playoff series going 0 for 18 on the power play. Um, it's going to have to get corrected immediately, um, especially the next series. Either either team that comes out of that, whether it's Tampa or Toronto, both power plays on the, on that side are completely loaded with top to bottom scorers. I, I personally think that, that Toronto has the best power play in the league, and I think Tampa mm-hmm. schematically is probably the second best. So either way, um, you're going to have to you're going to have to match that at least in some capacity. Um, so the power play is going to need is going to need work, and that was probably the most glaring issue in this series. Uh, but five on five was fantastic, um, and the Panthers really went deep into their bench early on. Um, you, you bring in Mammon for a couple games. Lomberg comes in after sitting out since game one. Scores a huge goal. Um, we, we saw uh, Achari get in the rotation after not starting the series uh duke ends up a healthy scratch tonight i'm certain he'll be back in the lineup so Mm um the 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 depth is there and everyone is contributing at five on five which is huge um yeah regardless of who who they play in the second round i anticipate it'll be a little bit more wide open than this series was um tampa and toronto both play a little bit more speed and run and gun than washington does so that helps play to the Panthers' strengths but uh, with that, the power play is going to have to come through. Um, they, they're going to have to turn this around, definitely.
0: And that will definitely be a point of em- emphasis for the Panthers, as thankfully they'll be having a lot of rest, uh, not a lot of rest, but a good amount of rest right before the, right before the second round. And I want to talk about the captain, Alexander Barkov, where – You, he was a little quiet towards the beginning of the series. Really got it going in Game Five, with those two assists to Carver Hagee, and then that go-ahead goal for the Panthers. You just Barkov couldn't be contained for too long. He couldn't, and there, I just, it was just really hard for me to believe that Barkov could be this quiet as he was in the first four games i know he got a goal in game two on a beautiful backhand pass from jonathan huberto right right on the doorstep but the captain coming through we talked about it the the best players and the clutch players need to need to find a way find a way to to elevate this team and as Octavio Sequeira says, El Capitan found a way to to get to give the Panthers. And Nick said this pre-recording. I'll I'll say it again. I'll say Nick's statement this, because this <laughs> isn't mine. That Nick was telling me how when Barkov scored that go-ahead goal, that he knew that the Panthers had it in the bag. Do would. I'll give it to Nick actually for you to elaborate more on that. So basically, you
1: know, th- this whole series, I-, I think Barkoff has been either a little gun shy or he hasn't been really himself. He hasn't looked like himself. So it's been kind of hard to kind of watch him play game in and game out. And, you know, Jake, you-, you can elaborate on this with me as well, but like it just, it's not been the same um i started wondering if the nickname that we gave him silent death was a little bit more silent than it was going to be the other way uh with him but um i thought it was poetic the fact that he scored the third goal because i thought at that time as soon as he scored the fact that he had been so quiet he hadn't been you know so he hadn't been impacting the game that you know he usually does um i thought the fact that he scored possibly the game winning goal would have been very poetic and him being the captain and the heart and soul of this team scoring the game winning goal to launch them into the second round for the first time in 26 years would have just been uh phenomenal. It would have been beautiful. But, you know, it didn't turn out that way. But you know what? As you said, clutch players make clutch plays and Carter Hagee, damn.
2: <laughs> yeah, where Barka is concerned. Um it's it's crazy. We're talking about him like he's in, in some horrible slump. Uh, guy had a point per game for the series. Um, and what, what was his plus minus? I mean, it had to be over five. So plus it, eight. he plus eight. Yeah. So a point per oh. game and plus eight for the series. And we're talking about that as if it's a as if, as if it's a slump um, that just speaks to how good he really is. But, um, yeah, he, he's going to have to up the physical game a little bit in the in, in the coming series, um, whether it's Toronto or Tampa. You're going to be matched up with Braden Point or you're going to be matched up with Austin Matthews. Um, it's not going to be an easy matchup for him. He's going to have to up his physicality, but uh, he, he stepped up tonight and um, yeah, he's the captain for a reason. You can't, you can't really question his leadership when they're able to rally after giving up that late goal. Um, he factors in on the, the game winner. Um, he, he's on the ice for that. And uh I don't think Carter Hagee has as dominant a series as he does. If he's not playing with Barkov and so much attention is being uh, given to Barkov. So, um, yeah, I, I think going forward, he's going to have to be more physical, a little bit more assertive. He's going to have to have a shoot first mentality, but uh, anytime you're getting a point per game and you're a plus eight for the series, you're not doing too badly. It, that's the, that was the most quiet dominant numbers I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And uh definitely uh like i said he came through when when the team needed him most and just man it the the players came to play and even at times when it didn't look pretty the the florida panthers still found a way through in the next segment we're going to continue this conversation on this roundtable edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about bill Bar. imagine We're gonna tell you all about birthday cake puffs. I got a birthday cake puff right here in front of me. Uh, Imagine dipping your fingers into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and then realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received mine um, and I never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise they'll be there tomorrow. But so get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a secret. Because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built birthday cake puffs. Bilt has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and enrobed in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at bill.com. Second segment here on this post-game roundtable edition of The Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast and we have an actually another person joining us here on the show. It is Joey Ganzi. Joey, welcome to the show. You're just in time for the second segment. How are you, buddy? Um exhausted. <laughs> just got through with a
3: uh, eight hour shift at work I was trying to watch the game as much as I could I may have yelled a little too loud and I may have disturbed a bunch of other patrons but that's besides the point very what I saw tonight
0: glad to hear me can, can, can we
2: shout out can we shout out Joey's Radco Gudis beard he's got going oh, <laughs> a playoff beard on the guy
3: <laughs> yeah. I kind of I did kind of cheat a little bit. I kind of got a bit of a head start. Cause I didn't know when really the start off or the cutoff point really was. So I figured just let Rod.
0: <laughs> glad glad. To best hear idea. <laughs> glad to hear that you're able you're able to join in to discuss this win. Uh speaking of, I wanted to go back to to Anthony Duclair. Andrew Burnett had to me. The tough decision to to scratch Anthony Duclair, only having a shot on one shot on goal this entire series uh, for the, for the Cats, and though we we had a little bit of a discussion today on, on the show about whether we agree with it or not, and before I give you guys the floor, uh, I was I, I was kind of indifferent about him being scratched but I can see how Andrew Brunett wanted to send Anthony Duclair a message because every time there was um the the uh, we talk about that one three one trap for the Washington capitals they were consistently not allowing Anthony Duclair to get those dump and chase um down near the end boards and that was really affecting uh his his ability to get shots on net and you know this isn't a detriment to Anthony Duclair's play, but I'm starting to think that maybe overall in this series, it was just not a good matchup for him specifically. And I want to, since you're just joining on the on the show, Joey, I want to give it to you on what you thought of that.
3: Um, I mean, I see where they were going with it. I think they were just trying to give someone a spark, as we've discussed before. Anthony Duclair wasn't really doing 100%. Uh, When it comes down to him playing, you know, I think he only had, what, one shot through six games. So I think they did just to try to give the team a spark and kind of send a message to everyone else. And clearly it worked because they're advancing the second round.
2: Yeah, um, I I was a little bit outspoken about it. I didn't necessarily agree with it. Um, I think it's a big risk to bench a 30 goal scorer, um, especially in a, a closeout game. Um, I, I think it's it's a really really gutsy move from the coaching staff, especially to replace him with a guy like uh, Lomberg or Mammon. Uh, neither one is known as a big goal scorer. You can't argue with the results. Lomberg gets a goal, and Mammon draws a penalty in the game at a huge time. So, you um, can't argue with that. But uh, I do, I really do think um, I see a comment coming in right now. Yeah, I was just about mm-hmm. to say this. Um, I really do think Duke is gonna is gonna find his game uh, in the next round and beyond. I think. Like you said, Armando, the playoffs are so much about matchups and the capital style of play, the the strategy they had uh, was really, really uh, detrimental to the style that Duke plays. Um, Sometimes you just you just don't match up well with with the team and um, only only the the biggest of superstars are above that. Uh, The Barkovs, the Huberdos, the Ekblads, those are guys who are going to find their way against everyone guy like DeClaire, he's a very, very high-end role player, um, which in this series, it, it just, the opportunities weren't there. And they they had a game plan that that smothers the the style that he plays, but um, you get him back in the lineup against a Tampa or a Toronto, he's going to get his chances. Uh, that's an up and down style of, of hockey we're going to see in the second round, and uh, he's, he's going to snap out of this. Um, there's no way he stays in the press box. He's going to get back in the lineup and the second round is is where we're going to really see him shine because that style of play suits him very nicely.
1: Um, I've I've been a uh, very big critic of uh, Duclair. Um, you know, I you know I'll be honest about that. Uh, obviously, you know, in the group chat and everything. But you know, I I have to give props to how, the season that he had. But it just didn't seem like it was a good matchup in this series. Um, You know, he's built on speed, getting through the neutral zone and creating havoc and uh, kind of stretching out the defense. But you really can't do that when the team is in a trap style and they're already kind of preventing that type of play. So uh, it rendered him ineffective. And then, of course, you know, we just talked about it. The power play went 0 for 18. So um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to make a a mark there through the first five games. But um, I think as the – the series moved on that they understood that, you know, they had to play a different style. They weren't going to ha- be able to open it up. They're going to have to play the way the Capitals wanted to. And as soon as they maybe got a lead or that, you know, that Washington was going to make a mistake, that they had to pounce on it. And unfortunately, just it wasn't a good matchup for Declare. Um And I just want to thank, you know, obviously Andres for, uh, you know, making that comment earlier saying that he'll shine in the next series. Either if it's Tampa or Toronto, yeah, it, he's going to get his chances. I like him on the power play. Um, I like the fact that they're probably going to put him on the right side and he's going to have his one timing chances. Um, and then on top of that, he's going to be able to stretch the defense as well. So um, if it's against uh, Toronto, which I'm, I'm hoping it's Tampa. If it's against Toronto, I hope he stretches out uh, Justin Hall because he's definitely going to be the one defenseman that I'd uh, hone in on. And then as far as uh, Tampa, listen – Uh, they're, they're two times Stanley cup chance for a reason, but I think he'll give them fits as well. Um, they won't be able to play their trap game against us because listen, we can score with the best of them. And if Tampa wants to, you know, you know, try to play the way that Washington did, I'm not sure they're going to be able to, I guess, you know, put us, put us down as easy as they thought. So as they thought they could, um, you know, from a season ago.
2: Hey, hey Nick, I got a I got a point to make on that um, that you just brought up there against Tampa's defense. Um, look at the right side of that defense. Uh, they they use guys like Chernak, Bogosian, and Calfoot as their, mm-hmm. their three right side defensemen. Not a single one of those guys has anywhere near the foot speed necessary to keep up with the Panthers wingers. So if you can get DeClaire on in, in in a middle six role, attacking on that on that right side of the defense, he he really can cause fits for them and. Um, I think that's exactly where we're going to see him deployed if it is tampa and similar thing with with um with toronto their right side features guys like labushkin they've got um like you said justin hall these are these are not the fastest guys these are big um defensive, stay at home kind of bruisers so i feel like you attack that right side of the defense a guy like declare with his foot speed he can make a, a big difference
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely I expect a better series from Anthony Duclair uh, coming up in the in the next one, whoever it may be. I want to talk about a little bit of a scare that we saw early in the game with the defensemen. Aaron Ackblad and Ben Sherat. Uh and the physicality of the Washington Capitals really came to play early early. But Nick and I, again, we've discussed pre-recording how we thought that the Washington capitals exerted a lot of their energy really early on with all of the physicality that they had. And it really, it, it I, I felt like the Washington capitals were starting to get a little tired starting in the second period, especially since the Panthers were starting to match their physicality there. And I was getting a little worrisome when, uh, Aaron Eckblad started going to the locker room, went to the tunnel for 30 seconds, skated for only one shift, went back down. Sherrod's, uh, I think Hathaway stepped on his ankle and then it kind of like, maybe like twisted his knee a little bit towards the end boards. And then he goes to the locker room. Thankfully that was towards the end of the period. So the medical staff had time to work on Sherat and Ekblad. And they both finished the game. Both of them finished the game. And Aaron Ekblad had a beautiful assist on a breakaway started by a uh Carver Hagee and then to Claude Drew uh to for to make it 2-2 uh for the Panthers. And just and Carver Hagee too. He wasn't at morning skate neither. And he ended up playing for the Panthers. So I gotta give a lot of credit to the Panthers for for playing through all through all these bumps and bruises. I mean e- I mean every hockey player throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs has some types of bumps and bruises coming in everybody's playing somewhat hurt, but the fact that they didn't have to stretch those bottom pair defensive pairings to with those minutes to um, after period one, it is a huge, huge relief that not only were they able to to play but finish as well so. Uh, I'll start this off with Jacob. Uh, your thoughts on the, the early scares for the Panthers.
2: Yeah, um, the, the,
0: it's the, the
2: old saying, because it's the cup, right? They're, they're not gonna sit out unless they absolutely have to. Um, I think Ekblad, I think he, I think he took one, uh, when he got thrown by Ovi, I think he landed hard on his, on his hip or tailbone area. Um, even with the padding, that tailbone on the ice, that can, that can hurt a lot and it can really hamper your mobility. Um, so I think that's what we saw him getting work done on the bench. Um, it's really tough to skate when you have something like that. And then Sherratt, his injury was particularly scary, because uh, it looked like he might have uh, had a, a much more serious knee or ankle injury. But um, Sherat, we know he's a warrior. He's done this his whole career. He's going to play through anything. He's a tough guy. Uh, Ekblad has a little bit of a reputation as being uh, kind of soft, a little, bit, a little bit too skilled for his size, and that, that's his reputation. But he really shot that down and not just this game, but the last game. Um, getting into a fight with uh, Anthony Mantha uh, showed some heart. And then, um, yeah, and then tonight coming back after taking that big hit from Ovi, it's huge. Um, he, he gets on the score sheet with an assist. And then also the first goal, he doesn't get on the score sheet for it, but he set that up with a pass to and So um, he really, really showed some leadership to finish that game. Uh, and I feel like the outcome, it's definitely not a win. If you lose your, both of your top pair defensemen and have to play 4D for 40 minutes. So, uh, the two of them playing through that is absolutely huge. And uh, Verhage, we still don't know what his injury was, but he didn't look at all off at, uh, tonight. He, he looked like his usual self. And uh, honestly, the way this series has gone, I, I wouldn't have bet against him to score that OT goal. It, it always seemed like it was going to be Verhage who carried us to the win. Hmm.
3: I, I think uh, Verhage fell off the moped like me and uh, Nick discussed.
1: <laughs> 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 I have the photos. Um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so as far as the, uh, injuries and everything, um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I thought the Eklat injury was a little, uh, mm, I I didn't think it was all that bad, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, you're going to fall on your hip or, you know, on your butt a little bit, but, um, you know, it it, it, it kind of looked like it wore on him a little bit towards the end of the game. And then, you know, the uh, commentators at, at the end of OT were like, oh, well, you know, Aaron Ekblad, you know, hopping off the ice there. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe he's a little bit more bruised up than I thought. But um, if you look at the hit that uh, Oveskin gave him, yeah, he kind of threw him. But to me, uh, that it didn't look that bad. Sharat was the one that I was really worried about because Hathaway literally Like, I guess from the one angle, it looked like he got a skate into him or um, it it got right onto his ankle and then uh, rode him right into the boards, and yet there was still no call. Um, Very dangerous play. Exactly. And, you know, it's not something that, you know, he's uh, come on. Hathaway was trying to do some things during the series, and thankfully he didn't do any real damage. But um, it just, it's one of those things where, you know, were the referees even looking at that play? Were they thinking of player safety, things like that? Because if Ekblad and Sherat were out, the fact that the Panthers even got out of that first period scoreless was amazing. But considering that they had to go another 40 minutes with maybe forcing Weger, and then you had to go to uh, Gudis and uh, Montour, uh, I don't think we pull this one out and there's a game seven tomorrow uh, on Sunday.
2: And, and yep. Nick, I, Nick, Nick, I've got something for you. Um, so with, with respect to that, to that Eckblad injury, you are saying you didn't think it was that bad. Um, on on was, the first uh, initial you, look. Yeah. When, when, when was the last time you got thrown by a 240 pounds freight train? <laughs> You've been through that? I have, <laughs> not,
1: not 240 pounds, but uh, per, uh, I'm 160. And there's probably a guy who was about 220 or 230 in my beer league that, he had no breaks and um I got the end of that one and I went into the boards. But um I, I popped up. I'm good, you know, I'm I'm agile, but I can understand. Uh <laughs> machine don't break against Act Vlad. I I can hundred percent understand. It just uh, on the first initial, it just like really agreed, like agreed, he's yeah. hurt, but understandably as the game wears on. Mm.
0: Yeah, like I, I don't said, need to Nick... change
3: topics. Go ahead. Go, ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Go go ahead. Go ahead, Joey.
3: I don't mean to change topics, but uh, the stars forced a
0: game seven. Yeah, oh another wow, one. Back yeah. Up another one. So it'll mm. be so we'll have be having five game sevens in round one. So yeah, d- um, amazing. This is gonna be this going this is definitely gonna be fun. So don't know, can't relate. So <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> can't can't relate. No game seven for for the Panthers. That's for sure. And for for Jacob and I. Uh, our gas tanks thank us for because yes. I, I'm, I wasn't I wasn't gonna miss Game Seven if there was one. No way I no was chance. going to. But you know, unfortunately,
3: kind of, like, flights cost money, and I would never been able to get the time off from work, so I would have <laughs> to, I would have had to work Game Seven. But oh, so they pulled it. Out, they did. That's
0: amazing. Uh, we're gonna transition over to the next segment where we're gonna talk about come the upcoming second round series and a question that we had in our in our live chat here on the lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube page. but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds news and sports development including this year's basketball playoffs, major league baseball scores, fights and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continuous source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast in this celebratory show where the Florida Panthers clinched their first playoff series since June 1st. Nineteen ninety-six, where they. I wasn't Yarn even born. Not, Say again? I wasn't even born.
1: <laughs> yeah, Neither was, was I. I'm in a bunch of. I'm in a room with a bunch of Gen Zers. What is going on?
0: One <laughs> millennial. Yeah, okay. Remember. Right here. So, so here's a question. Oh, we're gonna go
1: that way. Okay. <laughs> Indeed, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I don't think Frank and Tom are on here, boys. Those, those are the real ones.
0: Yeah. They haven't dealt with the from they dealt with this team, this franchise from the start. All right, guys. So (laughs) here's the question from the from the chat that that we that we received here. And there's pros and cons to every single every single scenario of regardless of who the Florida Panthers play in round two. And for everyone listening live on the show, feel free to put in your answers uh, uh, in the, in the live chat and interact. But we have in Tampa for the lightning, there's the best goalie in the world. Andre Vasilevsky. There's experience in Stamkos, Point, Hedman, Kalorn. you name it. Uh, And the other side, for Toronto, best power play unit in the league this year, but their goaltending's not as good. They, of course, they signed Hari Satari, and he was immediately claimed off of waivers from the Arizona Coyotes. So there there was that debacle. Got a veteran, a Norris Trophy winner in Mark Giordano, even though his... Play has kind of fallen off in the last few years, but as far as even though the Tampa Bay Lightning do have the experience, I mean, I've said this on the show. I want Tampa. I I and I don't I I want Tampa in round two because I it, it'll be very fitting the in order to be the champs. You got to be in order to be the champs, you got to beat the champs. And I think another battle of Florida is just so great for the sport. It's just, it would just be a, just, we, we talk about this many times. It's a journey to, to win the cup and to advance further. So I'm going to start with Jacob on this one. Who would you rather play?
2: um for me give me tampa all day um i'm going to start with the reasons i want to avoid toronto um i think they they're more rested for the playoffs i I think tampa has played they've got a lot of miles on them in the past couple years playing some long series and, and going deep into the playoffs so give me tampa uh toronto they've got austin matthews he's on another planet right now the way he's playing um and I think if Toronto does advance, they're riding a very similar high to what the Panthers are. Uh, it'll be their first series win, and they're going to have all the confidence in the world, the same way the Panthers do right now. So um, for those reasons, I want to avoid Toronto uh, and their number one power play. And uh, also John Tavares is kind of known as a, as a Panther killer. Um, so, so give me Tampa. Uh, I think we match up better with them. I think Vasilevsky has fallen off a little bit this year as his defense has thinned in front of him. Um, I think we're deeper now. And I think Tampa barely beat us last year. And that was when we had Anton Stroman and Keith Yandel as defense regulars. So um, I feel like we match up better with Tampa this year. I think we're we're ready to dethrone them. I'm a big believer in if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. So I want to dethrone them as the champions. And um, I, I think beating Tampa and getting that, that uh, revenge win, that's going to be Uh, that's going to be the thing that propels them to, to the cup final. I I really think, I really think it's, it's our year to beat Tampa and um, beating, beating Washington. Just think about what propelled them to their cup final. They finally got over that mountain. That was the Pittsburgh Penguins and Mm -hmm. no one stopped them after that. So uh, Tampa is our Pittsburgh Penguins. We beat Tampa and, and I think we go the whole way.
3: And I totally agree with what you're saying, Jacob. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, right before I give it to you, uh, Joey, I like that you mentioned Anton Stroman and Keith Yandel because Anton Stroman, let's not forget, he was playing top six, uh, the top. He was in the top pairing towards the end of right. that series too. So the fact that there was a turnaround with the defensive pairings as well is it, it's definitely a, a better equipped to match up against Tampa. Now I'll hand it over to you, Joey. I, I'm I'm gonna.
3: Um, Take the opposite I personally want Toronto I mean don't get me wrong I would love It'd be storybook For us to take out uh, Tampa in the Second round and I do believe the team Has the capabilities to do it But I also believe if they want a better Shot to win a series I do believe they have a better Shot against Toronto their high Scoring offense just can't really It's very hard to contain for Toronto They've had they had problems with it during their Regular season remember of course the two comeback Wins and I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of these players that haven't been to that that portion of the playoffs yet are not hundred percent prepared for a second round series, especially against arguably the best team in the league right now. So I, I would personally want Toronto only because I, their defense, also their defense, their defense isn't all that. In my opinion, I, I just yes, their offense is dangerous, and we can, but we've shown that we can shut down a really good penalty kill in times of need except last except tonight, but let's ignore that because that's all that's all mute. We won the series. Um <laughs> I I just like I said, I personally want Toronto, I to think, because we can have a better shot against them than we do against uh Tampa. Tampa's been more equipped for this, these kind of playoff runs, and they've shown it time and time again. I feel like Toronto isn't, and I feel like that it would to me, if we took Toronto, we'd have a better shot.
1: Well, uh, I don't know if uh, there's anything I could add to both of those at all. I mean, uh, (laughs) I want Tampa. I want them after that first round. I want revenge. And the biggest thing is being able to beat the two-time Stanley Cup champion and putting them to bed. They've had their run, you know, That la- the last year that they won the cup, you know, they, they, you know, cir- circumvented the cap. They played on million. that. They played on that during their celebration. Time to take them out. I'm sorry. Um, it's an arrogant team and an arrogant fan base. Correct. And you know what? I think the Panthers can use that to their advantage because you know what? They're probably going to come into this series if, if they end up winning tomorrow that they're going to be arrogant again saying, oh, we got to play these yahoos again. No, it's not going to be the same Panthers team that you faced last time. So give me, give me Tampa, let Toronto boil in their misery as they have for since 67, let them continue that. I will watch Steve dangle videos till I die um, because his team is killing him and I will watch that happen. Uh, Steve Dingell, I love you, by the way. Thank you for bringing uh, awareness to a lot of causes, by the way. Um, but I just think that the state of Florida needs this and I think it needs to be taken up a notch. And I think the rest of the NHL world, or the at least the hockey world needs to see what could happen or what the possibility is between these two teams.
2: Last and, year was a first round. You do it in the second round this year. It's only it's only a heightened rivalry. I
3: think it, I think that'd be fantastic for the game, honestly.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And especially in what's considered a small market.
0: Yep. And I also think about on the west coast as well. If the Edmonton Oilers win tomorrow. Yep. And of course Calgary wins on Sunday. There could be a battle of Alberta, too. And, that would be sick. That that would be absolutely must see hockey on, on the west coast. And I think about it from the Edmonton Oilers side of how they were able to win a game six without Darnell nurse, their number one defenseman. And, and it, it's crazy that we could see that on, on on the other side as as well. And man, hey Armando, I got it. I got a question for you on this topic, actually. Um,
2: mm-hmm. So, so. Panthers versus Lightning. If that if that is the case, one obviously you introduce Aaron Ekblad to this series for the first time, but um, you, you you're another you're another Heat guy like me. You think uh, Carter VerHage rides this hot streak into Tampa and gives them a little a little Jimmy Butler Philly situation? And I shouldn't Jimmy <laughs> he, he could very well
0: he could very well do so. They um, they paid they paid Fat Pat Maroon instead of Carter VerHage, and they will regret that forever. And just imagine uh, um, going into Tampa and just sticking it to them uh, for for not qualifying an offer. And speaking of that, speaking of the Miami Heat, um, the schedule for the Eastern Conference Finals is out for the, the Heat. They'll be having a Tuesday, Thursday start. The earliest that round one, round two, excuse me, can start for the Panthers would be Monday. I don't know if the NHL wants to force... A team all the way in Toronto, whoever wins a game seven to just play a game two days later. Don't know how they don't do that. Should have won it in
2: six. I said too bad, should have <laughs> won it in six. <laughs> Ruthless,
1: Jacob. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: some, some yeah, you,
1: you some finally point. went around. Here's your prize two days later. Let's go.
0: Yeah. So so yeah, there there could be a possibility that game one could be Monday at FLA Live Arena. And best speaking of like i said fla live arena you still have home ice advantage throughout every single series you win and that's the beauty of it that you don't have to rely on if you're facing a team from the other side it's like hmm i want home ice so i want the lower seed to win so that they're in that situation no 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 the panthers no matter what happens no matter how far they take care they take care of their business they'll have that and of course You got to take care of that business of course we saw we saw them drop game one in this series and then they found a way to get it right back and then they they just took it from there we saw three nothing in game five and and and, and how yeah how huge
2: is it to have that game five we always talk about uh, home ice as a game seven advantage how big is it to have that game five at home because that's usually the, the game that decides the series is game five um, so in a 2-2 to have that game at home that was that was probably the craziest atmosphere we've we've seen in that building. So um, yeah, the, the home ice advantage is, is a massive thing to to have at this point of the year because I, I don't know how this series
3: turns out if we fall behind three-0 in Washington instead of at FLA
0: mm-hmm.
3: They fa- they've honestly they found a way to win. I think that's all, what a lot of playoff teams need to need to do in these kind of situations. I, I a lot of good teams, Find ways to win. We talked about it with Edmonton. We talked about it with Toronto for a brief moment. We've talked it with teams that, you know, don't really get too much playoff success. This team is completely different from what we've had in years and years past. And unfortunately we do have to get going, so I'll leave with this. Um, like I said, personally I want Toronto. I believe this team can go far, but it's gonna come down to mental toughness. And as I've as I've said previously, I I do believe this team absolutely has it. They didn't let like Jacob said, they didn't let the three-nothing leads. You know bring them down They didn't let going down 2-1 in the series bring them down They didn't let getting absolutely shabammed In game 3 6-1 bring them down They kept going with what they knew best And they strived to Win the series 4-2 And now everyone's going to go down In Panthers history as arguably The greatest Panthers team of all time With that (laughs) I unfortunately have to go Because I got a long drive to get home You guys have a great night What a freaking win I'll see you guys hopefully soon
0: thank you for joining Bye, joey. joey absolutely and um we're, we're just close to wrapping up uh here on this post game edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast and we have a funny comment uh from andres Orozco here and jacob you can relate to this as well so i'm gonna post this comment right here <laughs> for why we why we want to see yep. tampa that's me 100 Play play in the keep, play in keep, the second yeah. round as well that's that's a benefit because keep if they play the short if they play the maple leafs i'm not traveling i'm not traveling over there so it'll be a little too expensive for me i
2: am not i'm not sure if you saw this other uh comment from andres so over or under four fights in the series that'll um, be the first game i i'm I'm taking the under on that one, but only because Sergachev doesn't want to have his face rearranged again. That's, that's the only reason. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. After that last regular season game uh, this year, um, definitely, definitely not. And um, for, for, for the Panthers, uh, for, for this, like, like we've talked about just good. It's good for the state. It's good for the sport. And it, it any, 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 Anyone who is a hockey fan, even outside of Florida and Tampa Bay's fan base, I listen. It's the reason why Jumbo Joe Thornton signed with this team because when he was with the Leafs playing the, um, even though they were playing the Habs, he was looking at this series, and he and he had he had a he had this in his uh, peripherals. Uh, throughout his time. And that's what made him sign. I know he didn't get in the series. I mean, I do expect jumbo sometime throughout the playoffs to, I mean, maybe they're keeping him fresh. I don't know, but the, <laughs> that's the reason he signed. And that just goes to show. It, it's kind of really sometimes when you have a big name, like Joe Thornton sign with your team and they say, Oh, this team is on the upward trajectory at the time. It's somewhat hard to process an NHL legend wants to come to the team that you cheer for. And that kind of brought a little bit of relief. That is like, maybe the, at the time saying, maybe this is that time for the Florida Panthers to make their jump so far, so good. But that said, as well, the celebration was very short for this team and now um, we lose the audio even further get oh. to their first eastern conference final since 96 but hey it's right there and uh now it's uh it's time it's time for to make this even even more playoff run so I, I'll leave. let start with the Nick fans. On this with one.
1: this, can you hear me? Can you hear me at all? Bear with
0: me, guys. This the stream has frozen a little bit. All right, go ahead, Nick.
1: Can you hear me? Are we good?
0: I, I got you, Nick.
1: Okay so i'll leave this with uh the panther fans if you think this first round was a roller coaster and we're up here right now just wait till we play tampa or toronto and how back and forth those games are going to be people are not going to know what to do with themselves the emotions are going to be up down left right out of this planet back to this planet out of this you know it's going to be everywhere um so just buckle up this is what it's for This is what we, you know, watch the sport for. It's the greatest and hardest trophy to win. Um, And it's that way for a reason. I think we had the team to do it this year. And I think that the adversity that they had at the beginning of the season uh, with losing Coach Q, on top of that, with, you know, the different changes that they've had to make and fighting through adversity through this first round, I think they're ready. I think this team really is something special. It's something that I hadn't seen. I haven't seen in a while. Let's do it. Let's get let's get the party going. And I hope it's Tampa on Monday. And uh, for everybody who's in the uh, YouTube room right now, uh, we do apologize for the uh, technical difficulties.
0: Hopefully, oh. Armando
1: will be back with us. Oh, th- I heard him.
0: Oh, here we are back on here the here screen. Armando, <laughs> back.
1: There we <laughs> go.
0: Yep, I hear him. Right now right now my camera is not working for some reason with the stream but hey um we we got we we got it we got this in and we uh we the the Panthers they win their first playoff series since 1996 um a little bit of technical difficulties uh, at the end on my part apologies about that cats fans but hey the playoff the Florida Panthers win their first playoff series since 96 and we are celebrating tonight guys so um thank you everybody for listening thank you thank you to my two guest hosts jacob winens nick fairbanks and of course joey Ganzi for um jumping on uh, for a little bit so jacob nick thank you once again so much for joining me uh, on this uh, edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast and See you guys on your respective dates uh, for the for the shows.
2: Yes, sir. I will see you uh, I will see you for game one and for my next segment. And also quick thing, I, I just noticed in the comments, I want to shout out Drew. Congratulations, buddy. That is awesome news. It's a big day, congrats.
1: They'll never forget.
0: Absolutely <laughs> not. So thank you once again, guys, and we'll see you guys next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Who will be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. From each playoff series to every Stanley Cup kiss, make sure to listen to Locked On NHL with um, every Monday through Friday, wherever you get podcasts. Sarma so Ramandevelez signing off, and you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team every day?